welcome to the Marketing Ideas That Connect show. Here we discuss strategies and tactics on how to build great ad campaigns and the art of getting insights from all this information. I'm your host Gary Bolt. It's good to be back. You can check us out at marketingideas.co.za. We are sponsored by the digital marketing agency Famous Digital Media. You can visit their website at famousmedia.co.za. They offer turnkey online marketing and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing and paid media. Welcome to episode 143 and we're going to talk about the favorite topic of attracting leads which is what everybody wants to do. So these episodes are published on a monthly basis and aim to bring you tactics on how you can what you can do to improve, to implement, and to actually get your marketing moving. Today we're talking about lead generation and the best way to have an ongoing lead generating machine and what is the the best way to go. And there's so many different options. So we're going to talk about some of the main things today. You know, they say that leaders simplify things. You know, it's easy as you grow to complicate issues and more automation and more platforms and more information points and just to complicate everything. As business grows, we've consulted a lot of companies and helped them to to simplify a dashboard, to simplify the pillars of a business. And one thing is sales and marketing, which has obviously been my focus my whole life. And to try and simplify it and make it something that you can read and understand and take action and know what's working and what's not working. So every business leader talks about and spends time on wondering how to improve the quality of leads. I think, you know, it's one thing I always ask the the sales staff is how many proposals, quotes have you done before we get to what's invoiced and turnover? Because if you're sending out enough information, you should get enough leads coming in which should at least result in some type of pricing or proposal or discussion and then if we're really converting badly then this could be a message problem we could be an audience problem you know we can start looking at information as we get data but you've got to start with you know top of funnel are you getting enough interest so you know some the other you know it's difficult eh? and some some leads convert quite easy actually if you really hit it well at the right time and place but you know we've had leads convert over two to three years and we think they're gone they come back and they convert because maybe it just wasn't the right time and it also depends what you're selling we know we discuss also a lot about the cost of all this marketing and very difficult to quantify you know the cost and value of adding to your brand or getting your brand known out there. But the ROAS and the return on advertising, people are very interested and people need want to know. I got 100 quality leads for X amount of rand and it's quite easy to work out. So I like to study and I really help my clients to look at the conversion from quotes to sales. If, we, if we're doing some sales some sales consulting that we really need to understand how marketing supports sales and get direct feedback from the sales team which is always the best because they're on the ground and keep a ratio of the history or date range of that ratio conversion so important and not many teams 
When I ask that, when I go into businesses and I ask them, they don't really have that information available. It's not really their focus. They're looking at one target and that's it. And it's not always enough. And I think when we're looking at marketing and advertising that's working and that's starting to get conversion, we also have to look at that lifetime value. Once again, depending on the product or service, but the client stays with you for a year, for two years. We've had clients stay with us for three or four years. We had clients in our other companies stay with us for 10 years. Now, I mean, that's millions of rand for that specific customer. And how then how track back and how did they find you? The, obviously, the relationship was built. It's a really long-term view. And my encouragement to many business owners is, is take a long-term view of your market share, of the relationship with customers, and don't stress if you're not converting with Facebook in the first month because people are just starting to get to know you and see your message. Very difficult. And I think marketing, you know, there's so much debate and we enjoy the debate around sales and marketing because it's not really tangible. It's not one plus one because sometimes the data can be skewed. Sometimes the data just we don't understand it and we have to really look at the insights and it's something that my partner Maxine is very good at is looking at insights and say well this whole lot of data could mean or does mean there's a problem with this area or we need to drill down and get more information so I just find it quite interesting and fascinating when you start looking at the whole process of managing a database the sales the marketing the message and all that type of thing that we always talk about but that is the front end of the business and i think the one thing that keeps us motivated interesting is that in life if you flatline it's it's just demotivating eh? I, I just get so demotivated we're, we're not growing and i believe there's because there's always room to improve and iterate your campaigns and your message and all those things we talk about and how we combine the creative with the implementation is so important. And I think it's the battle is never won. You can win today, but that creative wears out. It's like anything in life, it wears thin. So what's the next creative? What are you doing in the next 12 months? The direction or what do you want to become? And, the, and you know, there's power in what you say. We speak life. We always talk about that with my business peers and mastermind groups. We speak life and we say, we believe this will happen. And I've seen so many guys that have spoken their vision at these meetings and said, well, we're going to build a building and take over the market share. And I'm thinking, yeah, brother, I don't know. And then in two years later, they've done it. And it's the guys that speak life. And I think we can do it in our marketing as well by speaking that into place and saying we are becoming this. We may not be there now. And I've seen it. We've started quite a few companies from nothing. And, you know, there's there's four things, really. If you, and I'm going to just, we spoke about simplifying. I'm just going to simplify a few issues about leads and just getting your head around it is just the right message. And that's a podcast on its own. And we've done podcasts on the message where that right message, that answering the question in the customer's mind. So that's number one. Number two is the right time. Is it the right time of year? Is it seasonal? Is it the time of month, the day, this, whatever it is? The right time is relevant. And then the right person. We can do a, we talk a lot to someone who's really not, not a quality lead. And, and there's no demand. There's no will. There's no, like you're wasting your time. And I've done that. And it's like, B, 
be careful pre-qualify. Is it a commercial decision? Is it a person's private budget? Like try and ask those questions. I've asked, comp I've asked clients recently, up front, do you have the budget? Is this what you're looking at? Because if they say no, let's stop right now. Why have a two, three hour conversation and 30 emails and proposals and it takes so much time to get a proposal done when they're just the wrong profile, you're wasting time. And I think that becomes more and more relevant as we try and get more productive, that we definitely trying to qualify. And I want them to also qualify us. And I'll say, this is who we are. Does that, is that what you're looking for? Because just now they're looking for someone who does really creative videos. Now we outsource that. We don't focus. It's not our focus. So if that's what you want, then we're not for you. But if you want a paid campaign, yes, now we can help you. If you're a commercial person that wants to do paid ads, well, yes, what is your budget? What do you want to achieve? What is our target? How many leads do you want? Now we drill down and say, well, now maybe let's do, let's do some research and let's do a full proposal because we're not wasting time and just shooting in the dark at the wrong people. So the first three, the right message, the right time, the right person, and then the right medium. Like where are you going to place these ads? If you know your customer, for example, if you sell to doctors, I don't think we should maybe do paid ad. We can, we can. But I think we should get a database of doctors and send them really good, well-tailored emails at the right time with a good call to action and a good landing page because doctors aren't going to read long stories unless it's really their interest. And find out where they are and get the message in front of them. So message, time, person and medium. And then like we said last time when we spoke about campaigns, you know, marketing is all about campaigns. All. And unfortunately, that 80-20 rule applies. So we've really got to focus on which campaigns are working. And we build ads, you know, we can build 10 ads. And it's amazing. Two or three will do well. Four will be okay. Five will be lukewarm and the rest won't get any interaction. And I'm like, why? What is wrong with those ones? And it's just something you've got to A-B test, then rather stop them and, and learn from that and see why isn't it working? What did I say in the ads that worked that just like got some traction and gave us some results? So it's always interesting. Don't ever do one ad. Do at least, if you're doing campaigns on Google ads, you know, if you have enough groups, probably do about three or four ads in a group and then start seeing which ones work. And then also like some keywords are great, some aren't. Some Facebook, some Facebook ads get 120,000 impressions. Some maybe get 5,000. And then we just have to start going back to see what was so great about it and what was not great about the others. So, you know, we always start any marketing plan from top of funnel. Why would people even look at your content? There has to be a compelling reason. Why would they even notice you and click through, obviously we always talk about quality scores and click through rates on search. What would make them click? Because click takes energy, whether you believe it or not. Thinking takes energy. And I think sometimes I go on looking, you know, you go and look doing research or you're looking for a product or service and you click and you click and it's like, it just gets tiring. After a couple of hours, it's like, no, I just know more. So what's going to make someone 
really be interested in that first line or image that you that they see and i think that's the moment of truth for a marketer you know sales is when that when you're closing the moment of truth marketing is did they even look at you and did your work that you put blood sweat and tears and get attention and i think it's 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 just cool man when we when we really get it right it's like hitting that golf shot or just it's just amazing when you get those campaigns right and they work. It's just unbelievable. I think that's what motivates us to, to do the next one and to build more ads and to look at graphics and, and calls to action and what all the stuff that we talk about. But when it goes bad, it's bad. And then when nothing happens, it's like we're sending it out into the darkness and it's just crickets. And I've been at both ends and it's so exciting. And then it's just... It's just a negative, I've just got to pull myself out of this no action or no reaction and say, well, it's not, it's obviously my fault because you built it. You didn't get the right attention. It's not so great, mate. So you've got to really look within and say, I need to do better and tomorrow will be a better day. So there's three, there's a few points here I just want to go through. We're not going to have a long podcast today. Just, and I just got the blog here from Famous Media, which we always Famous media really puts a lot of effort into their blogs. They're really great blogs and they're always entertaining and they're always, they just help us in our thinking and just package certain, con like they package ideas so well. And there's a great copywriter that works with Maxine that does our blogs. Now, this month's blog, like we said, this is called lead generating. And, and how do you generate leads and, and the story around it? And the, the one, just three points is the types of online lead generate. No, okay, go back. So the first few points I want to talk about is what is lead generation? And there were types of lead generation. There's three. The one is outbound lead generation, which is the calls, the emails. Out of the blue, you're just in, you know, introducing yourself to, to a person and saying, hey, here I am, buy my stuff, which we know is difficult. The next one is advertising in a form of outbound marketing where the brand looks for you, that company is looking. And then inbound lead generation, on the other hand, draws the customer in. In this instance, your customer act, is actively seeking your brand. So it's, it's generating. It's like that machine that we talk about that you build. Then um, let's look at generating leads to inbound marketing. Okay, what is that? The process of attracting future customers and they talk about clear brand messaging, search engine optimization, which is SEO, social media marketing, which is SMM, and then just strategic content marketing. And then they talk about delivering value at every stage of the journey. And obviously there is a buyer's journey, whatever we call it, we can call it that. So the inbound action is the old ADA principle, attract with content top of funnel what are you putting out there why will they even look at you get into action people start reading your stuff it's the old hubspot principle uh fill in a form a call to action yeah i'm interested they start you start converting they start becoming a lead if they're the right person and the right type of profile you then engage entertain get a level of trust and then you start turning them into a customer but to me, it's very, it's a, the sales and marketing has to have a long-term approach, whether it's a product, service, doesn't matter what it is. You've got to look at it as a long-term approach. That's why if someone finds a fault with our product, fix it. Because you may say, no, I can't help you. And so what for the day? 
But long term, it's damage. It's a chop in the foundations. It's very dangerous to send an unhappy customer out there with, with not communicating and being fair. I think that's the rule number one is to be fair. And we've got a product business as well. We've got to be so careful. So long, long, long term. Big thinking. We've got to raise our thinking and think long term when we do sales and marketing. Because I've had customers come back to me after 10 years, three years, two years. And without those customers, some of the companies we have wouldn't have made it. Without those foundational customers that come back, the relationship is good. They can pay us. They, they trust us. And that is the gold in the business. So that inbound action of building trust and people understanding exactly how you can help them is so important. Then, just quickly, the benefits. There's six clear benefits of inbound digital lead generation. So I'll just go through them quickly. Customer, dis customer can discover you and choose your brand for themselves, fostering greater loyalty. Gets them a bit closer to your brand and the personality of brand. Number two is your content delivers value from day one, cementing consumer trust. They pay you up front, you run for them, you keep them involved, you deliver. Number three is some content types like blogs and videos are excellent education tools for complex services where there are multiple purchasing decisions. Like we sell some complex uh, sanitation products with pumps and hatches and drums and tanks. Now, we've done videos there where a guy says, well, how does the wastewater work in a portable toilet, for example? Now, if we do a video on it, or how does the solar light work? And we show them a video exactly how it works. You probably won't get a call asking you to explain it because they've seen the video. They've been watching your content and they like your product and you've already uh, educated them on the product. So it really helps the sales and marketing if you can have good content. Number there's number three, number four, unlike ads that often often have a limited lifespan, your content that you that you create can keep on working. Attracting people in the same phase of their journey. So you invest once in, in a, for example, a great video and you can use it multiple, uh, well, many, many times and repurpose. So if you're going to build content, do, it, do great content, use it many times. Number five, for this reason, organic and content marketing are very cost-effective lead generating tools. Remember, we in the paid campaign business and paid campaigns can get expensive. They work. Obviously, they work and we believe in it or we wouldn't be in that business. But working in line, the other jet on this airplane is organic. So you've got organic and paid and you actually need both, we believe. can't just do paid and you can't just do organic. Number six is then because you are attracting the right targeted customers, inbound also has a higher return on investment than outbound. So that's what's always good. We always say when we're going to a company to help them with sales is, What's your inbound? What's your outbound? What's outbound costing you? What's inbound costing you? Lifetime value of a client. Um, what is working? What is not working? And what is the cost of that lead or that acquisition? So there's just a bit for today. I, I just like discussing sales and marketing because I've always done it. It's not easy and there's no straight answer. It's a, it depends on the company. It depends on the product. depends on the market. Depends on your competition. So there's a lot of 
ifs and buts and depends. But when you get it right, it's amazing. And to build market share or to build any business, I believe is one of the most creative things you can do in life is to start a business from nothing, build it, attract people to engage and come back again and actually get past break even and start making a margin. It's just an amazing, powerful thing that can bring freedom. And it all starts with marketing and selling. If you don't have the ability to sell, it doesn't matter how great it is. Remember we discussed last time, the smartest people don't always get the prize and the strongest don't always win the fight. That we have seen. So that's it for today. It's just, you know, I just hope I get, you know, some people to think out there because it's like taken me many years. I was in business in the 90s and it took me a lot of time to get understanding of marketing, to get an understanding of sales, to not kill the sale by talking too much, by really knowing what to ask. And people say, oh, that sounds basic. Yeah, it does, but go and do it. And I've seen experienced top salespeople just don't understand their customer, talk too much, don't have an inbound journey, don't use content that they have. And it's just so, it sounds so easy, but it's not. And um, we like to measure ourselves, we like to measure, help our customers by understanding if marketing's not talking to sales, red light. If we're not using data to get insights, red light. So we need to communicate. Sales, I believe, is all about communication. Marketing is about presenting the right content and measuring it through that journey and that buyer's journey and knowing where you stand and what you have to sell to make it. So that's it for today. Interesting about sales and marketing. I can talk about it every day. So if you want, if you want more information on it, give me a shout. Find me on LinkedIn. It's Gary Bolt. You can ask us a few things. We can help you in your business. We help on sales consultations. We, our main business is paid campaigns and uh, we just enjoy what we do. So the outro today is what does EDR stand for? The acronym. What does it stand for? And it means endpoint detection and response. It's, cyber, it's a cybersecurity term. Now we've been studying Panda uh, cybersecurity and we actually a reseller now we got so into cybersecurity understanding the threats and how to manage your data from your hard drives which you shouldn't be using to clouds to virtual uh, systems to virtual hosting systems and there's just so much going on with cybersecurity and cyber threats so I've installed I'm using Panda we put it on normal uh, Android and Apple computers a few issues with the Apple where you have to get permissions in the in your Apple system to get it going properly but it does work very well and it gives you a full report so if you need help with your cyber security and you're worried about endpoint protection and response and threats on your data we can help you like I say we resellers we've got a great team with Panda and Iontree so you, we can help you with that not hard to download and get going and very reasonable pricing Anyway, I'm just doing some sales and marketing right now, right here. So for more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. You can search for Marketing Ideas That Connect. So if you've enjoyed this episode, give it a like, a comment, a rating. Uh, always good to get feedback. I've got some excellent feedback from, from some listeners last week. And just everybody who gives feedback, thanks so much. Uh, we're, getting, we're really rating in the top 10 in the world. So it's come a long way, all the way from South Africa. You can follow Famous Digital Media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. 
read more about their topics and their excellent blogs, just go to famousmedia.co.za forward slash FDM dash blog or just go to the homepage, look for blogs. And there's a lot of time and effort that's gone into their blog. Very nice to read. I always look forward to the monthly blog. So all links are referenced in this episode as well as Famous Media social pages. They can be found in the show notes as attached. So keep going. Have a great week. Think sales and marketing. Think feedback and long term. And uh, that's how you build any business. Remember, every client that you close or every long-term customer that you acquire builds your business, builds the asset base of your business, becomes more valuable. Because when you want to sell a business one day, they're going to say, how many customers do you have, repeat customers do you have, and how many long-term contracts do you have? Then we can factor it in and see what your company is worth. So I always believe that. When, you, when you're busy closing a customer and it's a corporate, really great client, honor the customer because that customer, when you start getting 50 of them, suddenly you've got a business that's worth a lot of money that people will pay for because they don't want to go and do the sales and marketing and build their own market share. So currently we're also looking to buy, you know, we've done some acquisitions before in the media business. We're also looking to buy media companies. So if you know anyone who's doing paid media, or digital agency, we're interested to buy them. So send them, uh, send me the information and uh, let's chat about it. So until next time, stay hungry, think big and honor God. Mm-hmm.